0: Are you and your main squeeze lovers or just roommates? Is being lovers a priority or an afterthought? And what puts the brakes on your sex life? Today, Allison and I talk about the roles we play in our relationships. I'm talking about being roommates, business partners, co-parents, buddies, and how these roles kill our sex life. We also discuss ways to put our relationship problems into perspective so that we can identify what is truly a deal breaker.
1: La 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 <laughs> Remember how he does that? I'm drinking scotch. Uh oh. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch. <laughs> that was a great movie. <laughs> Excuse me. <Is> your... <laughs> Please don't keep that in. I totally
0: won't keep that.
1: <laughs> Please do not. It's embarrassing for everybody that was no, please, seriously like i don't want that
0: any uh single women that I want to talk to me here i might be looking
1: Oh man
0: well i think that'll feed into some of the things we we're talking about today oh, no. um, uh, yeah
1: oh man <laughs> okay what are we doing here so i i don't think we've done uh I don't think we've done a talk about this yet. I came to you, I don't know, a couple, five, four or five days ago and asked if we'd done this podcast yet on these types of basically categorizing trouble that comes up with couples. When uh, I work with certain couples, the problems that they present are problems that through the lens that they look through are this, I don't know if I can do this. Like this might be a deal breaker. I, this might, this is like totally ruining my, I don't think I can be a relationship. with This, this
0: being some kind whatever of whatever the
1: problem is. Okay. And so for some people it's like managing money and how that happens. Like mm. the flow of what systems need to be in place in order for money to get managed in a way that has everybody feeling like there's safety. Right. I had a couple that was building a house and so, and they were, they were building the house. And so there was, that's a huge undertaking to take on as a couple. It's a project. So point being is that long ago, I don't know what it was that we were going through. I don't remember the circumstance, but long ago, I was coming to you about like, this is not cool or, oh my gosh. And what's this going to. The, how's this going to impact us? It might've even been um, talking about doing work together. I know you're sitting over there like get to the point, but. Um,
0: <laughs> that would be an
1: assumption. <laughs> it is. Nice done the Look, you're giving me. You stopped what I, whatever I was kind of going, whatever road I was, I was doing my assumptions and you helped me and stopped me by saying, look, there's roommate problems, there's business partner problems, and there's relationship problems. Partner problems, relationship problems. <laughs> I don't know how you said it. You can say it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let me see if I'm catching if I'm catching what you're what you're throwing out here. Um, that you you when you work with couples, and I and I work with with when I'm working with guys, that they can come to me with a like, oh my gosh, my partner's doing ABC, and I don't know if this is working. Is this a deal breaker? Does this mean that we're not? Gonna make it? Does this mean that, that I'm with the wrong person and that kind of thing? Yeah. And it helps to start to separate and just say, well, what kind of a problem is it? Does it? What which bucket does it fit in? And so a roommate problem is my partner leaves the dishes in the sink or won't clean up or won't you know won't won't do this thing. And I don't know if I can live with this person. Does this mean I'm with the wrong person? That I shouldn't be with this person? This this person should be my partner in life. You know, and that can happen. Like, it's just like, I'm getting pissed off and this person activates me and I don't know if I want to be in a partnership with them.
1: Well, and here, what I, yes. And the thing that, the creating these categories, the thing that I want to talk about today is what's helpful about creating these categories. Why is it helpful? Because when my people present to me what they're presenting to me, they're presenting in the way of like, this person isn't managing money, our money. And therefore, I feel unsafe. I feel like I don't have a true partner in this, in this relationship because they're always undercutting what we're trying to get to.
0: Right, right. Like okay. a
1: shared goal or like we're trying to build a house and this person isn't doing anything to help build the house. And so now I'm carrying it all and I feel like I have to do it all and now I'm unsupported. And so it bleeds into their experience of how they're in relationship with that person.
0: Okay. Let's map things out because it's it, it, what is happening here is that for all of these relationships there is a I'm just going to call it the lover relationship and I like the word lover because it 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 include it seems to include sex
1: lover lover right? be your lover
0: <laughs> so there's sex involved right and so there's things that we do with one another or to one another that are going to essentially kind of stoke that fire or kill that fire, you know, put it out. And so I I like that word because we can essentially go through the day and be like, how, when my partner does ABC, I notice myself, like, I'm like, I don't really want to be closer to this person or they do XYZ. And it's like, I feel more drawn to them. I want to be more involved with them. And so you know how many how many roles are we playing with our lovers these days? You know, well, we, particularly we,
1: in the last two years with well, COVID. I mean, well, it's, it's just,
0: just like just, we have got roommates, right? It's just like we're in the same house together, and yeah. it's like I got to see your stuff, you got to see my stuff. You mainly see your stuff everywhere, but the
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that a little plug.
0: <laughs> and but, and then there's there could be business partner stuff going on that that would impact the relationship. You and I are very conscious of that. And we're also very wary of doing a lot together in terms of our businesses, because it does impact how we are with each other in terms of being lovers. And then there's how we parent our child together that impacts how we are lovers. So it's just I want to keep, you know, if there's a wheel here at the center is the relationship of being lovers and then all of these other secondary identities or roles or partnerships are on the outside of that. And so how are these external or outside partnerships influencing that lover one? And I want to, the thing that I've chosen, the things that i that you and I've chosen that we are going to be lovers first and foremost, and that's really key. Because I don't think I see a lot of other folks in relationships and I don't think they've chosen that. I think they've chosen to be business partners first and foremost. They may share yeah. a business together and that's where their time and energy goes. And so being lovers is like, what? Oh, well, I mean, well, I guess on our anniversary, we go have a nice dinner or something, then we try to force sex on each other. It's like, it's, this, it's, it's, it's an afterthought.
1: Well, and it was just, I appreciate the, you know, prioritizing in through like, how do we behave? I think that that could be unpacked. Like, so what does that look like when you prioritize being lovers first? I would have used the word relationship first over business. or Well, there are relationships. Especially because this shit needs to happen. Like trash needs to be taken to the curb and kids need to be fed and bills need to be paid and like... Like house needs to be cleaned. Like there are very real life gets in the way of lovership type stuff. And so, and, and what we, what I know is that in our sort of brains and our nervous systems is we have like a gas pedal and a brake pedal. This is, this is Emily Nagoski's work, the woman that I wanted you to interview because i love her um but you know our the whole gas pedal brake pedal thing and if like if there's a laundry list of things to do that aren't done then the brakes are put on for the lovership Mm -hmm. like that's just how it's automatic it's not even like i'm trying to turn away from you know a intimate you know moment or whatever it's like i got shit to do right And so that's where those, whatever that image is, what are those, that image where the circle's over? Yin-yang? No, no, there's like three of them and then there's like a sweet spot in the middle. Oh, a Venn diagram. Venn diagram, yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about that. (laughs)
0: Okay. You know, just uh, before I forget, like it starts to help us when we see that, uh, how complex our relationships are with the people that we love. And let's imagine that the lover dynamic is not being nurtured it helps us see why we would fantasize or be drawn to somebody outside of that relationship because we may not share so many roles with that person. We can just be lovers with that person. That person can identify as that instead of, here's my tired partner who doesn't really pay attention to me anymore. And we only really talk about the finances or we only talk about this and that. And it's like, I still want to be a lover and I still want to have a lover. And you know, I do that. Or it's also vacation. Like when we go to a vacation, we go to this place and it's like, Oh my God, it's amazing here. We should move here. It's like, well, it's because all of your other roles and responsibilities haven't shown up here. You don't have, you don't have an identity with that stuff.
1: And that's totally, that's so important. I want to underline that because this is how affairs happen this is how affairs happened for the last 30 years when people come into my office or therapy and they're like, Oh my God, I just totally love him. And I can't have this life with him. This other, my husband, I have to go be a with this other person because they bring me alive. And it's like, you're still you, you're still bringing what's in you. You're just cutting out the other shit. Right. Right. And they always target the human like, no, it's them that i have to cut out and that's not necessarily true
0: I, but i think there's good i think i think in this though it's good information to be like huh if i'm drawn to this other person i'm drawn to this other dynamic i'm wanting this dynamic in my life yes i'm wanting to have a lover and i'm not feeling like i can have that with my current right partner yeah so what's in the way and it's probably you know all of these other roles that we've got going on is that we've neglected the lover role but then there's also a piece where there's probably things to clean up
1: absolutely there's a
0: lot of stuff that's been hurt like you said with the money stuff yeah. there's been who knows what other things but it's like i'm not going to be drawn to a lover if i feel like i can't trust them or they don't you know they, they just have criticisms for me or yeah. whatever it is And so, again, we're back to what am I doing to feed that lover relationship? And then being willing to take a look at some of the things and say, you know what? Us being business partners or us being partners building this house is not a good idea. And maybe we shouldn't do that.
1: And that's where I think what I see, the reason why I wanted to break this into categories and really talk about trying to categorically try to like suss out, separate these things is because the people that a lot of people that come to me that I work with when they're in the, Oh my God, we're going to build a house. It's going to be so great. And everybody's excited about the vision. Mm -hmm. But when the reality comes into play, all the fallout starts to happen. But it, but the vision held, this is how we're going to be partners. Like this is going to be an expression of our partnering of our lovership. And they don't even think about sex necessarily or that sort of intimacy, even non-intercourse intimacy that can happen in lovership. But, but that it's like the expression of doing something together, shoulder to shoulder, side by side, is an expression of our lovership, of our relationship.
0: Could be. And then there's the process. There's actually navigating the process, the day-to-day stuff. And it's like, oh, we get on each other's nerves here. You step on me. I actually, well, it's just like, I don't appreciate how you treat me in this situation because you've got such a strong opinion. I don't, that's the brake pedal. I don't want to be close to you anymore. I don't want to be in this place with you anymore. Um, And so I think that's, that's the thing is to keep an eye on, A, what roles are we playing? List them out right? So we're roommates first and foremost. Yeah. I'd have a problem. Even if it wasn't you, I'd have a problem if anybody living in my space did ABC. So it's not personal to you. It doesn't mean that you're the wrong lover for me. It just means that you're a shitty roommate. (laughs) 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 And there's some relief in that. It's like, Oh I'm not with the wrong person. I just, we're just not very good roommates. And I would have this problem with anybody. And I think there's just like a, Oh, I can exhale here. I am not trapped. I'm not trapped with the wrong person kind of thing.
1: Right. And that's important because let's, let's go with that for a minute with a roommate thing. I feel like we're going like 60 miles an hour, but, but, but with the roommate thing, we just jumped to like a roommate issue. Like let's list it out would I have a problem with anybody with what's happening here? Like if I took the human that's, um, that's standing in front of me out of the picture and I just listed the issues, would I be having a problem with this? No matter what likely the answer is yes, mm-hmm. because that's what why we have problems with things. It's like, it gets under our skin. We have a trigger there, but, um, and so the question is, is like, so this person is doing this. It's them that's doing it. And it's roommate stuff. I can't hire somebody like a business step problems are so easy because you can often get help for that in some way, shape or form or Mm -hmm. some automated system can kind of come in and save the day. But But with roommate problems, it's not necessarily the case. People want to just swap out humans so they can have a different behavior in the house. But what happens when those behaviors are there? Like, they're there. If they're going to choose to be with this person, these behaviors are there.
0: Yeah, those those behaviors are there. And I think it comes back to, at least for me, uh, we have roommate issues, you and I. And what?
1: what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> we have we have some roommate issues. What are you talking about? And I, it's easy for me if I'm unconscious to want to get onto my rants, like
1: oh damn it, You're
0: really doing this. Why is she always good? You know, it's like like as, as if we're this far in and you're gonna change.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're not. This is it.
1: What? And
0: so I have a choice. I can live with this stuff. I can. I've made my request. There's things that we've done, but at the end of the day, what's more important to me is that we're lovers. And that we have that relation that part of our relationship thriving. And so I may make certain really firm requests like look, when you do this, it really kills ABC for me. And I it just it's a it just doesn't work. Can we do something else here? Mm-hmm. And I think when I frame it in that place, you don't hear my nagging roommate. You hear me as a lover. Yeah. You hear me as like, Hey, look, I, yeah, this is really I'm important. I'm able to for have us.
1: compassion for your experience instead of you just being judgy.
0: Right. And, you know, like, just kinda
1: to have things the way you want them.
0: The right way. Right. <laughs>
1: exactly. Precisely. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> um that's a total joke,
0: but it's true. So the, the it's an
1: ongoing joke it's in this an house.
0: Ongoing every day. <laughs>
1: because of your stance of it being true. <laughs>
0: but let's talk about money stuff, right? So money comes up. Um And money can trigger the, it will, will trigger the shit out of us. It's just going to trigger the stuff because money means so many different things. For some, it's security. For some, it's freedom. It's like I have my money, so I can do whatever the hell I want. I'm not sure as hell I'm not going to partner with you. I'm not going to give you the reins of and let you say what I can and can't do financially. Well,
1: that's control.
0: It's control, right? So it's a place where how does that impact our relationship as lovers? And you might need to redefine that. You might need to say, look, how do we structure our finances in such a way so that we don't feel hemmed in? I don't feel scared of your behavior, and you also don't feel controlled by mine. So let's get some help here. Let's figure this out and how we can navigate this financial piece so that I'm not worried about it. If you were my mistress, I wouldn't be worried about you getting into my, my, my bank account.
1: And so most couples don't have the skill set or the language to even have that conversation. Exactly. So what do you recommend? Do you recommend them calling up somebody like you that can have help mediate that kind of conversation? Well, or- I think it's just,
0: I think, you know, we can get into the, the, what to do later on, but I want to just start to specify I, is, is to start to track the places where there's a rub. So list the frustration. Where am I frustrated with my partner? Is it finances? Mm-hmm. Is it roommate stuff? Is it communication or lack of communication? What is impacting your ability to feel drawn to your partner? If there was a time when you felt drawn to your partner and now you feel resentment or now you feel distance or you feel numb or like whatever that thing is, Mm. A, do you want to make it work? Right. (laughs) Right. Do you want to make it work? If not, my sense is that most of the people we're talking to do want to make it work and things are actually pretty okay. They're not in this place where they're underwater and it's, it's, you know, a lost cause. But I... Where you, you've got to look well
1: at- I'm lo- I'm thinking I I think that's I think that shouldn't be overlooked the question do I want to make this work because when people come to me like the couples the the circumstances that I'm sharing just a tiny bit of here is that when they're in a safe space with me, and they might not say this to their partner because they're with me they're actually unpacking do I actually want to make this work or not they're not going to take that to their partner yet but but there is the question of like i don't think i can do this i don't and there's the initial sort of gut punch mm-hmm. of like the reactivity of I don't want to do this I don't want to deal with this I don't this is making my life hard or this I don't feel supported and I just want support or I want to feel that from this person or and so there's that initial sort of reactivity but I think that there's a place to really ha- like have your reactivity but then also Ask yourself that question in earnest. Well, I think Because the reactivity conditions. is, I don't want to be with, I know, fuck you, I don't want to be with this. Like, I don't want to be with you. I'm not doing this. That's right. the initial reactivity.
0: Right. And it might be, I don't want to be with the, how I feel when you do the financial thing, or I don't want to be with how I feel when we're talking about the business, or the I don't cleaning want
1: to clean up your messes. Like I don't, I don't want, want to, want to be, clean up your financial messes or your house messes or whatever right. it is. Like, I don't want to be that person to do that. I don't like the way that we have things that I've asked you to do it differently. I'm thinking of a financial situation where, uh, one member of the, the, the relationship basically had to, you know, clean up the other members, like that one does the business and one does the householding, but the householder is essentially the accountant because the business person just works and works and works and doesn't do any money stuff. And so, but for months she had to clean up what, because the system that she asked him to put into play, he did not put into play. And so then when it was time to like, you know, come correct with, the tax people, it was like, oh, my God, huge headaches, mm. long hours. Mm-hmm. And so that causes a reactivity. And then there's also this piece around, like, I don't want to do this with you anymore.
0: I think that's important to, to get to the core of it. Like, do I still love this person? Would I still want to be lovers if we didn't have to deal with ABC? And ABC is a reality. Okay. I'm not saying that, that we're going to stick our head in the sand here.
1: That's what I wanted to, that's the question. I think, would we still want to be lovers? Say that again.
0: Would we still want to be lovers if, if this thing wasn't going on, if we didn't have to deal with this tax thing or we didn't have to deal with the house thing, or we didn't have to deal with, you know, the disagreements we have about parenting our child. Okay. And so it's, it, it's coming back to that. And you might find that just at this stage of the game, you're not into it. You really yeah. don't like that, that, There's an arc to relationships and maybe that arc has finished and it's okay. Right. There's, but own that, be healthy about it and realize I don't want to fight for that.
1: Right. And I think that's, I mean, I just want to underline that. That's so, it's such an essential conversation to have with yourself. Right. And, and that conversation, you I think you get to that conversation by doing this, like, where's the impact? Is it in this category, this category, or this category? And really holding that lovership kind of paramount. Like, this is the sort of peak right. of our you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like, yeah. or no, excuse me, this is the foundation of our hierarchy of needs. And so,
0: and when you um, understand that that's, what's most important, then you're like, then let's get this other thing out of the way. Cause it's going to kill everything. We're on divorce track now, right? Because we don't have an accountant. <laughs> we don't yeah. have a bookkeeper. It's like, go get right. a freaking bookkeeper.
1: Yeah. Because so you're not this is pissed a fucking off. Deal breaker for my safety. And I can't, I can't open to you sexually or intimacy wise or relax, right. fucking relax if i know that we've got all this shit coming down the pike and we're about to get audited or whatever and that and there's like we're a mess
0: right and but usually what's happening is i don't want to we don't we i can do it myself i'll just do it myself i don't really want to spend the money on a bookkeeper and it's like but look at the impact it's having
1: yeah that's right? another p- yeah do let's yeah <laughs> Do that other thing that you do so well, where you do the cost benefit <laughs> analysis stuff.
0: <laughs> well, look at it, right? It's like just because you can do something in the relationship, you could be the business partner. You and I could be much more business partners. We could oh be doing God, more we stuff. We could
1: rock the couple thing,
0: right? And but I think we would drive each other nuts.
1: Oh, that's yeah, hell yeah. You I'm would gonna, like, drive me more nuts break. than I would drive. Oh, yeah, you think so?
0: Yeah, it would. Uh, it would be really bad mm-hmm. for. Her. Yeah, but the. <laughs> <laughs> but the,
1: but Wait, it's, so, it's so it's not <laughs> worth
0: it. It's like we could totally do that. And maybe there's times down the road where we'll do something, but, but, but the idea is that it's, 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 I would, I would, I'd rather not have that dynamic in that we have to navigate on top of being parents on top of being, you know, roommates and and having the home that we have. So I, I think it's to come back to like, even though we could do it, does that mean that we should? And is there a cost to that? How does it impact our ability to be lovers? I'd rather miss you and be drawn to you and want to come to you at the end of the day and be like, how are you? What's going on? Let's go have some fun instead of like, oh, this bitch, I got to fucking see her more. Like I've been with her all day and I, you know, like, and she's, and she screwed up the bookkeeping today and now I got to deal with that kind of stuff. I was like, get a bookkeeper. Yeah. Like offload that stuff so you could go be pissed at your bookkeeper and not your wife.
1: Yeah. The only other thing that I want to point to, I want to say specifically to the people that, that I work with them, hopefully I will, that will listen to this, listen to the places in yourself. As you hear trip saying this, when you think, no, I can't, like, it has to be this way, like sort of the trapped mentality. Of like, no, I they, they we're it's too much of a mess. There's no way a bookkeeper like we don't have time. It's too late. The bookkeeper would never be able to catch up. Like like right You know what's a huge pain in the ass is
0: a divorce.
1: Yeah. That's like a, there's no contractors available. It's right. up to me. Like nobody's available. Well, it's nobody's- victimhood
0: stuff. That's that's poor me and it's all on me and I have to save the world. Like yeah. I, I'm helpless. Nobody yeah. can help me. Yeah, so yeah. challenge that. Challenge that idea.
1: And what would you say if the partner is actually just their way of being? So let's say somebody wants more emotional intelligence and presence and appreciation and their partner doesn't actually have those skills.
0: I think that this is this is where I, I think it's good to bring this up because there are aspects of this that don't fit into the roommate bucket yeah. or the business partner bucket or that's the co-parent. Lover. Partner. I think
1: that's the lover. Bucket. Now
0: we're in the lover domain. Yeah. Right. And it is like, can we be lovers here? Right. Does is, I I mean, I've coached guys that their partner is a flat out narcissist. Like there is no room for anybody else other than her. Yeah. And, and they're, they're stuck in that dynamic and they're starting to wake up to it and be like, this doesn't mm. feel like a relationship they name streets
1: after you. I
0: don't actually get to have what I want and It's always about you. It's mm. always, and it's like, I think it's healthy to wake up to that. It's healthy to propose things. Hey, do you think we could be ABC? And then their, their partner flips out and be like, what are you talking about?
1: Right. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that's right. This is about <laughs> that me. That would make me uncomfortable yeah, and have then, me change my <laughs> the thing. That makes me awesome.
0: Right. So I like that you're bringing this up and I, and I think it's, it's that willingness to, Zoom out and say, "I want to have a lover." Bottom line, period. Like Mm -hmm. I'm committed to that in my life, and I'm going to live my way. I'm going to live my life in that way now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Why do I say that? Because most of us are waiting. We're going to wait until we find the right person,
1: or until the bills are paid, or until like the the kitchen's cleaned up. Well,
0: my point being is that they're they're kind of meeting their partner at that same level of out that the same altitude level. Well, this Mm -hmm. is where my partner is. This is what they they kind of hang out as they're they're unconscious and, you know, they drink four nights a week and they do ABC and they just kind of hide in their phone and and screen all the time. So I'm just going to kind of meet them there. And it's like "Mm." or what happens when you start to live your life more aligned with where you want to have a lover meet you? And you start to take those steps, but you create an invitation. Instead of the ultimatum, you better meet me here. You better be this kind of lover for me. It's, what if you did? What if you, hey, would you, would you be open to meeting me here? Would you be open to, open to doing less of that and more of this more often? And what we do is we're committing to the relationship that we want now instead of waiting until we find the perfect partner. And I think what we do, the tendency though, is that we mold ourselves to fit with the person that we're with instead of, I'm going to, I want to live more in alignment with how the relationship that I ultimately want. I'm going to start that now. And a lot of times partners will wake up to us like, this is great. This is a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to get out of the rut.
1: It's actually breaks through the glass ceiling.
0: Right. But in but but it also will challenge the other partner. And you'll, some partners will just be like, "This isn't for me."
1: Well, I want to talk about that for a minute, like the because we're kind of winding around through the whole lover piece and conversation. And and here's one of the things I hear you get a lot. I actually hear it from you, um, which is what drives some of these podcasts, actually, from my perspective. Which is what you just named is a very sort of pragmatic, grounded, make your request, meet your challenges kind of approach. Okay. And when we were talking about roommate problems, you were talking you were essentially internally evaluating, you kind of had a decision tree going on in your brain around like, hmm, what's more important to me to be to to cultivate this lovership here? Or do I want to get nitpicky with the relationship? And you made a choice between coming after me as a critic and judginess or tending to yourself in some kind of way, working with yourself in some kind of way where you kind of relax around, um, the issue. And, and the reason that I'm asking this is because this is kind of what happens. Like it's, it gets tangled for people. They don't Mm -hmm. know where, what category they're in. And, and there's, there's a, there is a bit of a decision tree, I think that can happen, which is like, what's the most important thing. And so the, the, the things that you do your podcast, a lot of podcasting on, or that I think you've done a lot of podcasting on is like, well, I want them to change, right? Like I can't get them to change and I'm doing all this personal development and I'm doing all this stuff and I want them, I really want them to be my lover and my partner in Mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. but they're not into personal development. They don't get, they don't care. And so there's that place, that tension that shows up around, like, I'm doing all this personal growth. It happens all the time with my ancestral medicine stuff. Clients, they do all this healing, they bring in all this wellness, and they're like, oh, shit, I'm still in an old system that wasn't decidedly well. And now there's a lot of tension there. Mm -hmm. And my partner could care less about what I've been up to here. So do what is the work in me and how I want to be with them? Or is the work in making the requests or the challenges to invite them? You know, I think it's a both thing. I
0: think it's practical, right? So on the roommate level, we we made some, I want to be really clear. Like I'm not walking around fuming all day about <laughs> stuff. We've, we've made some things where we've made some decisions. We've had some choices and and we found a good, happy medium. Yeah. Okay. True. And there are things where it, there might be an activation in me and like, God damn. And then there's like, a, is it really worth it? Is it really worth, you know, ruining the dynamic that is playful and whatever? And there's a, there's times where it's like, no, this this is important. I want to speak up. And then there's other times where it's just like, no, let it go. And chances are my nitpickiness is rooted in some other dissatisfaction yes. that I'm having in my day or on right. or with you yes. even that yeah. I haven't spoken up about. But now the thing on the floor is my right. chance to be pissed off at you. Right. Okay. So the lovership thing coming back to, I'm not on the same page with my lover about my, the way that I want to live my life. I think it is like, go do the things that you want to do and create that invitation Mm -hmm. instead of the pressure, Mm -hmm. right? My partner doesn't want to work out. I've lost 20 pounds. My partner still hasn't and is doing the certain lifestyle things. Well, go be happier. Go live your life happier and always just like, hey, I love you and you're always welcome and I would love to have you, but I'm going to so go- what are
1: you saying? Go leave them until they get skinny?
0: No, no, no. I'm saying like, go do the events. If you like the fitness events, go, go do your Spartan races or whatever it is that you're into doing. Let that person know that you still love them and you'd still, if you ever want to do something, great. But they're on their own path, mm-hmm. you know? I can't remember what I was talking to the other day and I think it was a client and like he's been trying to, he's been badgering his wife about- some personal growth ideas. But then, I don't know, Gwyneth Paltrow says something and, and the wife's like, you know, I heard Gwyneth say X, Y, Z. And I'm just <laughs> like, like he's I've been like, telling you God damn it. Years. I've been telling you for two years. Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. She's learning. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? It's yeah. hitting for her now. Right. So let go of it needing to be you. Foster her desire and her curiosity, you know, support right. it. Uh, let go that, it, that you needed to be right. Uh, the whole time. But I think that that all we can do is create that invitation. I think we'll see whether somebody really wants to go or not. And then you can really feel it. Like, are we, are we really on the same page anymore? Or has that arc reached, you know, have we reached this end of this chapter? Mm-hmm. That's a tough question. I think there's a lot of work to do there. But ultimately, I don't think it's good to build resentment by playing small or holding ourselves back from the life that we ultimately want
1: or build resentment by expecting the other person to want and behave precisely the way we want and behave Uh, you know like that that is its own narcissistic bubble that that happens all the time with partners and
0: especially happens in the personal growth space because we read the book and there's scientific data to show that XYZ makes us much better and happier and healthier Literally. so we, we feel self-righteous help. it's like why wouldn't you do this stuff
1: right. totally.
0: and the partner's like screw you and they actually double down and they are even more uh, embedded in their their habits and stuff or, that
1: they want to yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: so yeah. it is about just coming back and be like look I love you and would love to have you if you want to join me great if not it's okay I, but I'm going to do it mm-hmm. I'm going to go do ABC mm-hmm. and would love to have you and see if that just might be their thing. Like, I, there are things in my life that I love to do and I'm deeply passionate about, but I don't want you there with me. Totally. I don't. And I, I think it's good for me to have those things, to have, Absolutely. A, to have that separation. I don't want
1: to be there with you. I want you to go do them without me. Right.
0: So there's, there's a healthy polarity there. And I think for some that we just want to know that we're appreciated there, that our mm-hmm. partner gets it or supports it mm-hmm. instead of making snide comments about it. But I don't know if we're meant to... Wear the same outfits and go to Walmart at nine a.m. Right. every Saturday and do all everything together and all of that stuff. Go have your own fucking life and then see if enriching your life draws you to your partner again.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, and that actually is a whole other piece where going and enriching, going and enriching your life is actually. If we've talked about this in other podcasts before, it's a gift to instead of like, oh, let's see if I want to be with you again. That's actually kind of coming through a lens that doesn't sit well with me. It's more like I have more of me to share with you. And it would be awesome if you can be present for that and listen and look in my eyes for that and like receive some impact. If not, then I get to deal with how that might hurt or feel but instead of the lens of like, mm, let's see if I want to be with you. It's like, Oh my God, let me just tell you, I'm so excited about this thing. I've just learned this. This learning is so cool. Like for me, it's always learning something I mm. love to learn. And for you often it's like an experience that you're having or what, you know, you going and doing something or with music or whatever, or racing or whatever. So the place where I get to know you and get to really enjoy you is not necessarily being holding your hand while you're, making the song or whatever it is but it's it's like how you feel on the other side of doing that thing mm-hmm. that really serves you
0: I think it's come kind of, I think this is where it's important to come back to what's the purpose of the relationship and I've talked about this before but this essentially you know this is in the book that I wrote this book will make you dangerous but it is really just understanding what is the purpose of what we're doing why are we doing what we're doing so if the purpose of my relationship, is to have me feel comfortable all the time, to have me feel safe all the time, to have me feel accepted all the time. Then I'm gonna be threatened when my partner does anything that jeopardizes my comfort or sense of safety or sense of acceptance. So me going and doing something outside of my comfort zone, mm -mm. mm-mm, my partner being interested in something that doesn't involve me, mm mm-mm, right? My partner, you know, being drawn to X, Y, Z, and I'm not that thing, and I feel less than, or I don't feel as attractive. Mm -mm, Let's keep you here. I don't want you moving out. The other part of this, and I think we've implied this during our conversation, which is, do I have a partner? Do I have somebody that supports me in allowing greater freedom, aliveness, love, and peace of mind? And that may mean that I let my partner, or I don't let my partner, I encourage my partner to go do things that are maybe a bit out of our comfort zone. I'm not saying they're deal breakers or they're going to you know, wreck our relationship, but I expect there's going to be some discomfort from time to time, just because we're going into new avenues. I expect that we're going to go into places that feel a little uncertain and a little shaky. Well, what's going to happen? I don't really know, but can we hold hands? Can we Can we be side by side in this? Oh, I I expect there's gonna be places where I'm not really sure where I fit in your life anymore. Do you still love me? If I were to tell you I was really into ABC, I was really into these learnings and I was really into that kind of stuff. So I expect to be uncomfortable from time to time. I expect to be a little uncertain, maybe even a little unsafe from time to time. I expect to be a little shaky, like "Mm, I don't know if you're gonna love me here, if you knew this about me here. And that's that The expectation of those things is what opens the door for us to have that freedom, aliveness, love, and peace. And the thing I want to just say is we had an experience recently where we were talking about something that would allow more aliveness into our lives. And knowing you were on the same page with me and knowing that you were totally supportive in that just had me, I felt devotional. I was like, I fucking love this woman. And I've been with you for, I don't know how many years now. And it's just like, Fuck yeah, ride or die. Like, I just really felt that, which was a lot different than like, are you sure you want to do that? Because that sounds uncomfortable. I don't know if we should do that. You know, it's like this, like, "Mm, I don't think so. I think you should just, you know, blah, blah, blah. Let's just watch Netflix. I, I loved having your support there in something that was deeply important to me. And knowing that you were on board with the same thing. And I was like, fuck, that feels great.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's, you're jumping I think you're a little bit further ahead than I want. I think we need to like slow down for just a minute. I think that's awesome that you brought that in because that's true and that can definitely happen with people. The thing that I wanted to name, there's a process with that which is like yes, go do those things and that might cause discomfort. Can we be with that discomfort? And I think what that causes with what you were talking about, like staying on the couch and just watching Netflix, right? Like what we're avoiding there is distance. There's a, like we get into some type of stasis with the way things are, the dynamics, even if we don't like them, we get into a type of stasis there. And so that discomfort can, can even be like, not only are you going to try something new or dive deeper into this thing that you say that you're into, or just go try it for the fact that you've done nothing but not try and, but that might create distance between us. And the process I think of the particularly tending to the lovership is the coming, the circling back. Mm-hmm. So what I was saying around like, yeah, it's really cool that you go do these things. I'm not, I don't care about him to go do them like great, but it's the gift that you give when you bring that back to us, how you feel on the other side of that experience. And, and it's so, the
0: knowing I'm coming back.
1: It's the no. Yeah. Which also doesn't, I mean, that discomfort is actually the hindrance because we don't, we're not sure. And that's real. I think that's really real with couples that have been so kind of, um, entangled with these different categorically different problems, and they're all tangled up with each other. When there's a, I need to like break away and do something really different because I'm feeling trapped here or drained here or overwhelmed here, then there is a like departure. Right. I and mean, there's a real depart it, And it, it's a, it's a, the behavior is a, de- like the act is the act of departing, and the felt I- impact is the act of being departed from. And so there is a real discomfort and, be, and there are many times where you actually don't know if they're coming back. Right. You don't know. And,
0: and it doesn't have to be a big deal. I see this with like, be a big my deal. wife would never let me go away for a weekend right. surf contest or something. it's yeah. like, what are you 12? Yeah. You know, but there's that, yeah. it just gets, the life gets more and more confined yeah, because we get so we get more and more committed to comfort, and so we just actually get more and more fragile and rigid yeah. as a result. So I think what we're speaking to is learning how to create a little bit of discomfort from time to time, but it also is what has, has us feel more free.
1: But it's it, but not without having the conversation yes. of the deeper why. What are the deeper needs here? Because right. I'm not that, doing this to get away from not, you. If that conversation isn't happening, then you don't have the navigational map for what is actually happening in the room. It's like ah. I just see fighting happening. It'd be like looking through the lens of a 12 year old. It's like, ah, we're just fighting and I don't like it. We're going to break up. You know, it's like that instead of like, oh shit, here's the tension part of the hero's journey.
0: All right. I think there's, I think there's a, you know, a rough framework that we can start to throw out here and play with this. The first, it's all about communication. You can't do this with assumptions. You can't do this assuming that, your partner is not going to be okay with something and you know, you need to hide something for somebody that's like, Oh, that's just a, that's the norm and it sucks. It's a terrible place to create relationship. But what if what if you knew your partner was on the same page with you and that person also wanted to feel more free, wanted more aliveness yeah. in their life, wanted more real deep love and connection, not just time together, yeah. but actually feeling really yeah. connected. Yeah, because I think people mistake time for connection. Right, but you could be side by side looking at your freaking device all day, and then where's that peace of mind, right? So if we're tired of feeling. Trapped or drained or isolated, even within our own house, or bored or overwhelmed—those are all doorways into freedom, aliveness, love, and peace. Now, what if we knew our partner was on the same page? Hey, would you like to have more freedom, aliveness, love, and peace? Well, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Do we understand that that might mean it's going to challenge our commitment to always being comfortable, always being certain, always feeling accepted, or always feeling you know the like unjudged? And
1: when we're right. tired,
0: right? So that might be like, hey, we're on the same page here. We want the same things. Ultimately, we want the same experiences. Ultimately, it means that we're going to be we're going to expect to go into places that feel uncomfortable, feel a little uncertain, feel like, well, you're still going to love me if you knew this about me or if I was into that. It's like, okay, we're going to go into those areas. It's going to be challenging for each of us. And then that's where you have a structure. You have somebody you work with or you have, you have some way that you're communicating these things and say, hey, this would be in service of greater freedom and aliveness for me. I'd like to do this with you. It's an invitation or I'd like to do this on my own. Let's talk about how it's going to impact you. Let's talk about how, what it's going to bring up for you. How can we mitigate that? Instead of just shutting it down Mm -hmm. and starting to slowly step by step move into that place, but always coming back to, hey, we're doing this for in in service of freedom, aliveness, love and peace. And we're not just going to clamp everything down and shut it down whenever we feel uncomfortable or uncertain.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. But that that is it really is like just slowing things Mm -hmm. way down and saying yeah i want that for you too i don't want you to feel like you're in jail in this relationship whether right. we're business partners or we're lovers or whatever it is mm-hmm. right so it's it's about coming back and saying well, let's find that expansion that that place of strength and like i said to you a minute ago it's like that's where i feel devotional that's where i'm right. like i'm not going anywhere because i right. freaking love being here
1: yeah and you were having that conversation in your mind beforehand
0: <laughs> what, what?
1: Should I, of, of like not wanting to be here, of going someplace. No, but it was
0: another (laughs) level, right? It's like, I think that's, that's what I've experienced with you over the years. You know, early on, I was like, yeah, man, I really love this woman. And then, geez, what was it on our honeymoon where, no, it wasn't our honeymoon. It was after our honeymoon where I was,
1: uh, we're in Hawaii. When you ran away (laughs) and you wouldn't come home (laughs) when I had to come get you. Are you talking about then? (laughs) No. (laughs) No? Not then.
0: I didn't. I think you're thinking of another situation, but oh, okay. The I was in Hawaii, and I was all pissed off. Uh huh. I was pissed off that I got married. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, that was the same time.
0: That was it. Yeah. I didn't run so away. Like three I had weeks
1: that. in, I was like, "What's going on?" No, no, no. <laughs> I
0: was in California that time, but the but no, the no. no no no. You flew out. We had it on the book, all so right, you were gonna hey, fly out.
1: Move on. But yeah. I remember
0: just being so clamped down. And the thing that I couldn't be with was my own anger. That there was a part of me, not all of me, but there was a part of me It was yeah. like, You got freaking married? Are you
1: you idiot? Like, are you nuts.
0: You nuts. Yeah. And I was pissed. And I yeah. couldn't be pissed. It was I wasn't right. okay to be pissed. So I was all just emotionally yeah, constipated. A bundle of- and you were just willing to be there with me and talk to me, and you were like, I'm not afraid of your anger. And I remember just being like, wow, I can't be with this part of me, but you can. And it was like, boom, to another level. I was like, wow, I really love this woman.
1: Did anybody <laughs> know about Stain? <laughs> Stain is Tripp's nickname from college. <laughs> and uh, this is a very much a, a alter ego or a persona, that, a part that is strong, that was really strong in him. Definitely hyper independent and uh, do what I want. Very adolescent, like <laughs> I'm a motherfucker. <laughs> Don't get in my way. And uh, Stain was really pissed off about the idea of be- getting married and being partnered with somebody like the rest of you. All your other parts were so on board with me, <laughs> and then Stain was like, "What the fuck is happening? Where's going to be a life and my party and all of that?" And I remember in the ground floor of the Yellow Pine House in Boulder. We were, I was like,
0: my foot's going through the brake pedal through the floor right now. (laughs) Is
1: that, that, do you want me to stop talking right now? Is that what you're
0: saying? You Um. are enjoying it. So
1: (laughs) go ahead. No, but what I'm saying is, is that it, it, it's not a one-off. The concept of you also, this one of you also, is welcome here, and demand that this all of you show up, and that it's not just a one-off experience; that it's actually a woven network of experiences. It's a it's a a, bun, a number of experiences, brick by brick. And it it might feel like you're only doing a little bit at a time with like the money issue or the roommate issue or the love ear issue or whatever it is. But it's these moments where we want to come together in service of the connection, the depth, the intimacy, the freedom, the aliveness, the love, the peace. It's so it's it's not just like we're going to have this one conversation that's one and done. But it's like, what are all of the ways every day is an opportunity to to deepen?
0: It is uh, one of the things I want to outline there. Other than you just shit on me for a few minutes, what are you
1: but talking the, about me shitting on <clears> you? you. But the you you've been looking really good. It's okay. You're allowed to have <gasps> other parts <gasps> that aren't so pretty show up in the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Besides, I don't mean shit me on you. I was just naming that the yeah. the um, okay. there was another incident where you were really pissed off at me and you didn't want me around, and you thought it was all me. Okay. That that like where that showed up for you. All right. Was, we'll go
0: back and listen. Are you see what you think? Again? Yeah.
1: I'd love to listen. Cause I don't think that I should on you. Where okay. do you feel like I should on you?
0: We'll talk about it later. No, the, no, I want to make a point. I want to make a point. The, the, the thing here was noticing that if, if I can only be a lover with you, as long as I am only this person, I have to cut off these other aspects of me. I'm interested in ABC or I have passions for this and that. Like that's, that's an indicator of, hmm, is this really the, uh, the lover relationship I want to have? And what I think we all deeply want is I get to be all of me in a relationship, and I get to be loved for all of me, not like I gotta walk on eggshells, I can't reveal this part of me, because essentially if I let that slip and you got to see who I really was, you wouldn't love me anymore and this whole house of cards would come down. We really wanna know that this is strong, I can be all of myself, and I can still be loved and accepted here. Doesn't mean that you gotta love the parts of me that were angry or self-centered or adolescent, but you can't appreciate them because you have them too. Yeah. And so I I think that's the thing I want to help here because again, if I'm committed to comfort and certainty and always feeling accepted, then I'm going to be like, you need to shut that down and bury that in the basement. Cause I never want to see that part of you again.
1: Well, and that's actually the self escalating cycle that happens with get the get couples into my office in the first place is that there's one small behavior and it's actually not a person saying, will you love me here kind of behavior It's just some usually unconscious kind of rollout of, and then the other person, it hits their security button or Mm -hmm. their whatever trigger. And they're like, shut that shit down. Right. And, and then the, then that starts the cycle of like, Whoa, I can't be me around you. Right.
0: Shut that shit down means I don't love you there. Right. When you do that, you're not lovable. Yeah.
1: Which is so much of everybody's process, no matter what category we're in is can I be loved here?
0: Right. So imagine, you know, this is how many people do we know we've been around even with ourselves. It's just like, oh, I'm only lo- loved here. I know if I go into this area and I bring this up, this person is going to make a remark or this person's going to make fun of me or this person's yeah. going to judge me or whatever that is. Right. This person being my lover. Oh, I don't want to be lovers with them. I don't feel right. safe. I don't feel accepted. I don't. But I, these people over here love me and accept me here. Hmm. I'm drawn to that now because that's where I want to be accepted, too. Yeah. So. Look, it's not that I need you to be 100% on the same page with me and love it just as much as I do, but can you love me here and be like, "Yeah, right on. Mm-hmm. You, I think it's great that you have that and that's fantastic mm-hmm. and I support you. I want to empower you. Like, what can we do so that you feel completely free to go explore ABC and 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 vice versa? Where can I get to be more of myself in this relationship instead of feeling like I better keep that on right under the under the lid?"
1: And that's the, the last thing I want to speak to is actually a a fourth couple that I saw because this does happen as well, where the partner is saying those things, they're actually being a pretty awesome lover, but the person is kind of hung up on the business and roommate problems so much so, and that, that they're not able to kind of yield in, into them actually responding as a lover.
0: So wait a second, the, 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 person that is a good lover,
1: like they're saying all of those, they're like, yes, do like bring more of what you need and what you want. And w- yes, more aliveness. But more. What,
0: then when it comes to the business thing, they, what happens?
1: Uh, well, no, instead of the person yielding to that and like relaxing into that and being like, oh my God, this is awesome. Yeah. I want that for me and you too. There's like, eh, but I still can't because uh, X, Y, and Z well, still isn't awesome.
0: Okay. Well, maybe it's not X, Y, and Z. I would say it's like, can I really be loved here? Yeah. Is it safe enough to be loved here? Let me go.
1: And, and love in return. Cause there's a yeah. lot of really beautiful men out there loving the shit out of their women and the women simply do not appreciate that. Like there's zero right leaning into that.
0: Yeah. If we can't love or receive love, then we will find reasons. We will create a a mile of hurdles for that person to get over. Yeah, I've done this. In previous relationships, and it's terrible. It's essentially being like no, 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 and it's it's my own, you know, never enough, never
1: enough, never enough, never
0: enough. enough. But by never enough, I get to keep you away, so I never actually have to feel the vulnerability that comes from really being seen and really being loved.
1: Totally.
0: Yeah. So So I think it comes back to like, do I really want to be in a in a relationship with a lover and really be seen and loved? Because we might realize that I create. The, I just the, want
1: to play house. Actually, I just
0: want to play house. I just want to have a business partner. I want to have all these things. So I actually feel safe. Cause love is fucking really scary to really love somebody.
1: Yeah.
0: I was terrified when we were meeting each other and I was like, Oh my God, I could be just devastated if I lost this person. Mm. I don't want to feel ever feel devastated. Right. Let's just go play in the shallow end of the pool.
1: Yeah. I remember that,
0: <laughs> you know, so I, I can, I can understand why people would be like, you know, let's just, let's just create a lot of obstacles So that I never have to feel that Mm. vulnerable or that transparent with you and I can keep you at arm's distance and always be dissatisfied and frustrated with you. But at least I feel safe. Yeah. And now we're back to that comfort, safety and acceptance thing, but it's at a distance. Right. But then we always feel lonely. We always feel like we're not, we're with somebody, but we're not really connected.
1: And so we're here we are again, also with the deeper why always coming back to the deeper why the deeper needs.
0: Okay. So come back to the frustration. If you're tired of feeling isolated, even though you're with somebody, where are you creating those obstacles, right? Mm-hmm. Take full responsibility instead of pointing the finger at the other person. Are you creating the obstacles? Are you creating some other arrangement that makes it a lot harder mm-hmm. for that person to be your lover mm-hmm. and to really open Including, up? Including
1: like, I'm trying to help, but it's just pushing us apart. Right. Now I want to leave. Yeah.
0: Right. So I think that's a great place to start and to, and to recognize, like, am I just really committed to always wanting to be comfortable and certain and accepted? And that, again, will keep somebody at arm's distance and, you know, we won't have that mm-hmm. deep connection and that aliveness and that freedom that that comes from from really having that strong connection.
1: Cheers. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I started to have to pee like 20 minutes in.
0: <laughs> like, wrap it up, bingo. <laughs> If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.